But you've integrated it so deeply into your show, it can never go away. No. Kudos to you. Thank you. I know we've we've integrated two things into my show, movies and sex. So <laughs> I'm working twice as hard for you people. It's almost like your your show is the double penetration of podcasting. The DP of podcasting. There you go. New tagline for your show. The DP. That's free. That one's free. That one's free. Awesome. <laughs> Speaking of, like, mythology and legends, though, um, maybe we should take a little break, and then we'll come back and talk about our sexual myths and urban legends. Oh, my God. We're only halfway done with your show. I know. That's what... The good part is the second half goes quicker. Well, this is turning out to be, like, a real uh, Gordon Sumner kind of tantric sex kind of show, man. This is just going on forever and ever and ever. Oh, I got, don't worry. I mean, there's plenty of them out there. Oh, but. yeah, definitely. Well, and I, I, thought of, I thought of a bunch off the top of my head, and that's those are the ones that don't, even the ones that don't involve me. Okay. So. <laughs> You've got your own sexual <laughs> urban legends. <laughs> well, save it for the show. <laughs> They're regional. They're regional. Regional. Yeah. Regional. <laughs> there's a few tri-state areas. <laughs> well, see, I'm trying to branch mine, like, internationally at this point so <laughs> branding like... your branding your coups is important that's right you know Welcome to episode 25 of the Screams and Moans podcast, the podcast about movies and sex, but not together, because that would be porn. This episode, I have with me Ed Wallach from Don't Quit Your Day cast. Hello. Hello. (laughs) How's it going today? Great, 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 great. 49ers are on a roll. They're desperately trying not to lose. Have they not lost yet? I mean, today. I haven't been watching. They're, they're in overtime, so that's part of the reason that I apologize we got delayed today. <laughs> totally my fault. And any future distractions or sudden, like, go, go, go! <laughs> you like No, I've got things? it on mute, and I, I'm restrained. I'm not, I used to be a much bigger football fan than I was, and this is, that's American football. That's not soccer. That's not, that's not football. That's not football, as they would say, on the continent. <laughs> Or that little island off the continent. You be careful. Like, that little island is about 80% of my listenership. (laughs) I know. They listen to mine, too. And, you know, I appreciate that. But you know what? They haven't bought a fucking shirt. Oh. (laughs) They haven't bought anything off my Amazon links, either, so. Oh, see, you know what? That's the problem, the link thing. Uh, Just a brief sojourn into Technorati. Technorati's information. The uh, Amazon links only work in the country you're in. They only work regionally. Because I've tried to use the Amazon link on Davian Dent's site, for example, uh, for the bitter sound, and uh, it did not work. 
because I'm here. So I, I am forced then thereby to use the Amazon link on the Succotash show with Mark Hershon. So Americans will support Americans and those Brits, they're just going to have to support each other. You're, so you're forced to, though. I want them to know, because I, I did try. I tried to throw in a few ducats, a few pounds, a few pence to Davian Dent. And uh, that rabble that he works with, uh, fucking Cat Sorens. What a fucking degenerate. Kangaroo. And, Jer- and Jerry Goldflake. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Goldflake. Flake. I love that. Flake. It makes me think of something stuck on the roof of your mouth. <laughs> that could be any number of things in my case. And that case, face but... that guy used to make in the uh, Young Ones, you know? Big. <laughs> This is good on an audio podcast. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Y'all Make are just going to have to imagine that. I'm fu- it's fucking hilarious. Just listen there. And that's why I described it because you're British. You're, you're Anglers. will know who I was talking about. <laughs> We're fans of you guys as well. We try, but Amazon hates us. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah other than uh poking each other back and forth i think we're up to maybe 195 times at this point um i was trying to hit that 200 mark but maybe throughout you're the not show. my you're not my main poke rival i'll tell you that right now i don't want to instigate or draw him out any more than he already is because there are days and see this is all about my fucking ocd people <laughs> this is all about <laughs> See, because I fucking have my phone, and I can't help it. The little thing fucking dings. And I am like a fucking dog. I go, oh, oh, what's that? I must look. And so I look, and it says, so it says poke you. And I'm like, oh, no, this this will not fucking do. <laughs> no, they will not have the last poke. And see, this is the problem for people that poke me, is not only have you poked the bear, but you've I, can, I stay up way later than you. So you're always going to wake up and say, oh, Ed poked me while I was asleep, which a lot of girls said that in high school anyway. (laughs) So now there's laws against that, and they'd say it was date rape and I was roofing. But back then, it was all, this was the 80s. This was the freewheeling 80s. (laughs) Back when you could date rape a girl and not have any consequences. The good old days. <laughs> not, not that I ever, not that I ever partook. I was partaking once. That's a story. Oh. Yeah. And I was in the army. I was young. I was good looking, and I was very. I was a good listener. I was nice to people. I wasn't prejudiced. Some dude thought, "Oh, he's so nice. He must be gay." And I was really a hard drinker back in those days. And I woke up with someone sucking my cock, and it was not a girl. And I said, no, dude. <laughs> and I left. Very, very confused. And fucking, oh, my God. So young and like, oh, my God, what the fuck was that? Oh, my God. That dude, and no one you can tell. It's not like I can tell anyone else in this man's army. Hey, some dude was sucking my cock on <laughs> base. And they're like, well, maybe you should stop drinking so much. This is what I eventually said to myself. <laughs> the voices in my head were like, you know, maybe you should slow down on the drinking. A little too much of the fucking Kentucky bourbon. See, this is another thing. I also learned Jack Daniels and me are not good friends. 
Jack Daniels is not welcome with me. Mm, he can go fuck off. Jack Daniels makes me fucking put holes in things. Like walls and cars and buildings and various objects. <laughs> it's like Hunter S. Thompson described it, this his lawyer once as a guy who could chew, his, chew through a barbed wire and cinder block wall and come out on the other side looking marvelous. That's the way Jack Daniels makes me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, but this isn't good for a father of two. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> this is not what you want. <laughs> no, no. So, so who is my polk rival then? <laughs> I don't want to give him any credit because then he'll just be he'll feel validated. Mm. It, it's my cousin because you know what we I gotta admit we keep it in the family. We poke in the family a lot. It's a lot of intergender poking, a lot of <laughs> because you know I mean we're open, we're family. You know I live, I'm originally from uh, hillbilly country. I'm originally from Southern Indiana, and literally you can look across the river and you see Kentucky. Uh, okay. And my, I mean, if you've listened to some of my older shows, my grandpa, I told a story, all true, about how my grandpa used to swim across the Kentucky River to date my grandma. <laughs> uh, uh, because there were no bridges for like 100 miles each way. And so he would swim across the river with his clothes in a bag. And the Ohio River is fucking full of all kinds of logs and really dangerous shit, you know, and like 500 pound fucking catfish and uh, you know, <laughs> and barges coming up and down the river, and this dumbass is swimming across the river, and it was with his clothes in, with his, with a rape kit essentially. He's right. got his shit in a fucking bag. Let's face it, he probably had his prophylactics, whatever they used back then, his sheepskin, his sheep's blather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what he had left over from not making haggis. Not that they, that's a huge thing in Southern Indiana, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it is now. But yeah, that was uh, my grandpa's rape kit episode. We told that story. That was funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, if you can't poke your family, who can you poke, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, they made me move away because I wouldn't marry a cousin. Mm. But I had a good-looking sister. I thought I could do better. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> and I'm like, it's about this time. I'm kind of glad that like my mom's family moved from rural Pennsylvania. Um, <laughs> where she grew up as well. <laughs> yeah, Pennsylvania. And see, I've lived back in Indiana at various times and worked there. I mean, I met Amish people. I delivered feed to the Amish in Indiana. and Because there's Amish from Pennsylvania through Ohio and in the northern Indiana there. People don't realize it's not just Pennsylvania that's got the Amish. I mean, they're through that whole region, right? And did, you deal, did you ever meet a lot of Amish in Pennsylvania? Strangely, no. 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 They're really nice people, some of them can be, but they're so fucking odd. I mean, just because they'll reject everything except for in the fact, like in their shop where they, they work, they make things by hand, but they still are allowed to have machines and electricity in their shop. So as long as they're making a fucking buck, it's okay to use a power tool, but not at home. They're making their wives fucking do everything the hard way. I <laughs> see what's going on. I'm not, you know, and it made me think, this is a pretty good line. This is, I, I see the point here. I like this. You know? <laughs> but my wife wouldn't go for it. I told her, I said, honey, you'll always be wife number one. <laughs> you know? You came first. She's so top I, dog. 
Wouldn't a sister wife help out once in a while? <laughs> every other Thursday, and, Tuesday, and every Friday. No. <laughs> and then Big Love came along and ruined it for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, my my mom's family's from like rural western Pennsylvania, and, like a mining town and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, my my grandma still wants you. You know, if you're helping her cook something, she wants some measuring cups. And yeah. um, <laughs> we don't my measure dad. things; we measure them. Yeah. yeah, my dad used to say piani, not piano, or um, piani, not piano. He'd say, uh, "Oh, a golden corral." He'd call it golden coral. <laughs> Are we on the beach now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, "Oh, Dad, it sounds like a seafood place." It's right? Golden coral. <laughs> sounds but, nice. No, it's just a golden corral. It's a shitty fucking a buffet. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where yeast rolls are the highlight. <laughs> Ooh, look, the macaroni and cheese is fresh. It hasn't congealed. <laughs> oh. Now that's the true test right there. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Your job's easy this week, eh? I know. No, no. Well, that's what I told you. I said I, I let my guests go. Um, <laughs> although. Bet your boyfriends enjoy that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't they have one. It. They can hear you turning red. Uh, no. <laughs> I made her blush. There you go. That's You're a, like, damn, motherfuckers. I don't think I've heard you blush on this show before. I was going to say, I, 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 I don't think I have. That's a first. <laughs> not much, not much gets me. But, um, yeah, I was going to say, maybe that's why I don't have a boyfriend. I don't know. The show. <laughs> the show. <laughs> um, honey, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to just talk to a bunch of random dudes all over the world. Um, we'll talk a little bit about movies, but then we're going to take an intermission, a, a break that we just disappear and then come back and talk a lot of things. <laughs> that's cool, right? <laughs> oh, we've probably been over lots of things other than sex. Why, my God, it's, your show is now geopolitical. Right. <laughs> you have not I've expanded. Had, up until now, your show was here. And for people that aren't watching on a video format, I'm showing my hand lower about mid chest. Now it's up here. Now it's up around my chin. I'm going to leave room, like headroom, uh, basically. Someone else is going to have to come in. There yeah. you go. So someone else is going to come in and have to come in and give me head, as it were. Oh, see? They're going to yeah. have to, you know, top you off and send you over the edge. Yeah, I get it. So, yeah, always room for improvement. See? Well, now I'm going to have to t change my tagline. It's not ju just about movies and sex. It's... You fucked my whole tagline. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Oh, but all of it would still not be together. That would be porn. I don't know. I don't know how you'd get political porn. Do they make political porn? Actually, and I used to have a joke about this. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> <laughs> because George Bush has ruined porn for, porn for me now. And let me explain to you how that is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> George Bush the latter, not the former. Okay. <clears throat> Because my wife, we're hanging out one night, 
watching on Spice TV or something. We were reading a book with Spice TV in the background. You know how it is for couples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I believe it was Anal Bangers 4 or 42. I'm not sure which. Somewhere in that range. Okay. Just so you know, 4 to 42. Somewhere in between there. I mean, there's a little room. In some cases, a lot of room. But uh, anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah. So George Bush has ruined porn for me thusly. I was watching one of these shows, and the setup for this, this particular scene, the particular ensemble group we were going to watch in this performance, the, the, thus, in this 20-minute section of the film, you know, as they are divided in acts, as all porn are, <laughs> uh, in the classic three-act system, yeah. which we all learned from Shakespeare, is the correct way to have any kind of porn produced or shown to people. It's a three acts, you know, three, three various acts. And there's always at least three, possibly if you throw in two or four, two or four more girls, six up to six acts in some porns, but that's pushing it as according to Shakespeare. Anyway, <laughs> in this particular scene, I believe it was act two, uh, the guy came to the door. The woman opens the door thusly. And they started to talk about the Homeland Security Act. Shut up. So, no shit. In the middle of this porn, they've tried so much to throw a fucking um, plot into, that was current into this anal bangers porn, number 4 to 42, mind you, that it was... That, they were talking about the Homeland Security Act. Now, I already have issues with the Homeland Security Act politically. <laughs> right. <laughs> but now you're involving my boner, and that will not work. <laughs> oh. So George Bush is really important for me. <laughs> that, because uh... now I'm always under the threat of some agent who's going to question someone, and I'm going to have to worry about the fucking Patriot Act, which it's just fucking wrong. It's not, it should, it's, I am a Patriot. The Patriot Act is fucking a tract. It is fucking illegal. It should not exist, and it should not be near my porn. <laughs> Get out of my porn. <laughs> it should not be in my government, my system of government. It should not be in anyone's system of government, anywhere. And let alone should it be in my porn. And that is, in essence, my joke of how George W. Bush ruined porn for me. <laughs> now, would that work on a stage for you? Yeah. You saw a guy go off about that? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> right now, yeah. <laughs> so if I was coming through your town... And you thought the possibility of that act coming up, would, would you bring friends to that show? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't have conservative friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> it might only fly in you're, certain crowds. <laughs> you're hanging out drunk in a comedy club. you got to be open for fucking anything. Right. Eventually, I mean, occasionally, hey, I have a kid with Down syndrome. Occasionally, people say something stupid about people with Downs, yeah. and I have, oh, I love, you know what I do? I say, you know what? That's ignorance, and I let it go. Because it's a comedy show. He's trying to be funny, right. and if I become good friends with him, we'll get into a huge discussion about the correct way to be funny about special needs people. But 
that's another point. I'm not going to fucking razz a guy on stage. It's just people need to understand how a comedy show works. Right, right. Well, it's like... You are not part of the show. <laughs> well, it's it's like I remember once for it was um one of my one of my birthdays like quite a few years ago, but Greg Proops uh came and did some stand up in in Minneapolis and it was the I love second Greg Proops. Second show. Well, he came out in between shows, and you know we were like, "Oh, it's my birthday!" And he like gave me a hug, and you know we chatted. That was cool. And I was like, "Oh," kind of starstruck. Um, He's a really nice guy. <laughs> you know. Very smart too. He's fucking so smart. But, anyway. Go. No, I was gonna say, but then some of the crowd. It was like the the second second show of the night. It was like the late the later show, and people were just being drunk and being ridiculous. People are usually a little more drunk and a little more high. Yep. Yep, a little more obnoxious, and yeah, I wish, see, now I'm going to go blank, and I can't remember, but he basically got, you know, like, some people in the crowd were just being fucking idiots, and he was pretty much like, oh yeah, I'm from Minnesota, I'm blah blah blah, and he just, you know, and it was like... I love to see, and that's my problem too, is when people <laughs> piss me off and I really, really fucking dig into someone, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be funny as fuck, but it's, I'm mean. Yeah, and oh my nice God, my wife has seen me take someone apart like that. And she was like, oh my God, I didn't, it's like, I didn't even know who you fucking were. <laughs> and I was like, because you know what? I hold that shit back when you piss me off because I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, because, I mean, and it was just like, I'm in the middle of fucking, you know, the country. I'm so fucking special. Da, da, da. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. I could live on the tundra. Right, right, you know. Yeah, and it was Congratulations, like, I fucking eat deer myself. <laughs> right, yeah. You know what I do? I pay someone to fucking hunt it for me. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Shut the fuck up. I'll give you $25 to go get me a venison steak. Medium rare. <laughs> right see yeah i mean it was i don't even know the guy heckling him i can i'm already fucking arguing right like yeah take that (laughs) if there was a black hole a wormhole in the universe and it just throws Fuck, could you imagine that guy? There's a guy somewhere in the fucking multiverse that lives at the end of that wormhole where all insults are hurled through everywhere and right at that fucking guy. That's the fucking guy who's fucking jerking off and strangling himself to death right now and just fucking waiting, going, kill me, fucking die, please don't let me wake up this time. And welcome to Minnesota. No. <laughs> That's Minnesota. Somewhere noise. in the background, yeah. He's got Soundgarden. Feeling Minnesota. That's, <laughs> the, that's what I think of whenever I hear that song. That guy who is fucking... The slow that, strokes. <laughs> the guy who is fucking jerking off and strangling himself to death. Hanging himself from a doorknob in excess style. Just fucking... <laughs> Going at it, Michael Hutchins style. <laughs> or, or even Kwai Chang Kane. Didn't he die that way too? <laughs> oh, grasshopper. <laughs> I 
see you walk across rice paper, but you leave cum stain all up and down it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, see, and that's what depresses me so much about Robin Williams killing himself. I met him once, and uh, I talked about it on my last show. And, um, yeah, dude, I just totally got his way of doing shit. That's totally how I fucking want to be able to do shit eventually. It's just... Yeah. Get up and rant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this oh. is without Coke, too. I used to have Coke back in the day. Oh, my gosh. Coke. I can't even it's imagine with Coke. Coke. <laughs> <laughs> it's all diet, all cherry, diet cherry zero now. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Just say no. Oh. <laughs> Or not. Um, but yeah, I was going to say spe- <laughs> speaking of drama and all sorts of things, I suppose we could move on to the movie. The film, the cinema. Cinema. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of this show, the cinema. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am a film buff, as it were. And I even at one point thought about putting a film segment on my show. I called it Flick Picks. And no one else played along, so that fucking went to the wayside. But you've integrated it so deeply into your show. It can never go away. No. So, kudos to you. Thank you. I know, we've we've integrated two things into my show. Movies and sex, so... <laughs> I'm working twice as hard for you people. It's almost like your your show is the double penetration of podcasting. The DP of podcasting. There you go. New tagline for your show. The deep. That's free. That one's free. That one's free. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the DP of podcasting. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. people need everything defined and in a box. Right. <laughs> 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 well, it's like um, we have a a restaurant and they're not paying me so i'm not gonna say their name um but at um <laughs> but it, it's um it's a mexican restaurant that's nearby my work and one of my coworkers uh made the mistake of abbreviating it one time and she's like yeah i'm just gonna pop over um and get some dp in the parking lot and i'm like really <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> wow i didn't know that you were that you know went that way and she's like how much does she charge for that <laughs> right. Usually, I mean, that's what I would ask her. I mean, how much do you charge for that? Because I got a party coming up next week, and if we can keep it professional, you know, aside from being friends, I mean, if we can just keep it professional for that one party. <laughs> right. <laughs> so from then on, every time that you know, because our coworkers quite frequently get together and and go there to have some food, so. <laughs> Now the now the inside joke is yeah are we gonna go get some DP? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, some of my little co- little DP and some fresh guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it spicy. <laughs> Can I get some sour cream on the side of that, please? Thank you. <laughs> this is a little dry. <laughs> I just like something a little cool to go with the spice when I throw the salsa in the. 
in there when I throw when I slather the sauce up and down through there I like to throw a little sour cream in as well it's nice to have the concurrent things the cool and the hot right sensations <laughs> there's a like... whole line astro glide based on that just that very thing I, maybe that's you know we, we've been making up sponsors for the episodes lately so maybe this <laughs> this could be brought to you by <laughs> Astro Glide. The Astro Glide's the perfect sponsor for you. Or KY ex- KY Extremes. Yes. <laughs> Salsa and sour cream. <laughs> so on with the film. Uh, yes. <laughs> and now, after that <laughs> message from our sponsors, we'll move on to Night Riders. But you actually suggested on Twitter, and I've never seen this film before. I'll put that out there. Now, I got to tell you, this is now people who are into horror should know this movie because anyone who's a fan of George A. Romero will know that he made this as his one foray into serious cinema. And again, going with the Shakespearean theme. Now, I know, okay, let's first off, let's set it up. Knight Riders is about. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's basically, well, I don't necessarily want to call it modern, but more modern day Camelot set to a motorcycle show. <laughs> like, yeah, it's 1981. It's, a re- it's basically like a renaissance fair where they use motorcycles as the horses yes. and they joust. And they literally fucking fight for the crown. Now, I, at first, I know if you've seen this poster, you fucking thought, and you're my age, when you were 12 or 13 in 1980, you thought, fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> but if your mom was an uptight bitch, Miss Midwestern fucking mom, who was closet abuser, like mine was, you didn't get to see it. You had to wait till it came out on Cinemax, and you had to sneak out to the alley in Shelton, Nebraska, and <laughs> illegally open the cable box and physically remove the filter, because that's how it worked in 1981. <laughs> <laughs> and then you snuck back into the house and went in the basement, and you watched Night Riders. And the first fucking scene you saw, boobs. Boobs. <laughs> and you thought, oh hell yeah. Gonna get the whack it to this one. <laughs> and then you were horribly disappointed for the rest of the film. Because the whole fucking movie, there's only one other shot of boobs. Two hours and 24 minutes. Two very short, gratuitous shots of boobs. <laughs> and I was so fucking deflated. Now, and I, but in my, I remembered this movie as being great when I talked to you about it. Yeah. And then I went back and watched it. And again, this next thing you're going to think is, well, they won't show enough of the motorcycle fighting. You're wrong, sir. Very wrong. <laughs> they open with a 40-minute fucking real-time battle for the fucking kingdom. No shit. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's before they even get into any of the plot of the movie. Right, right. So basically, you start watching this movie. Like, I've never seen it before. I start watching, and I'm like, well, first off, I'm like... I was like, going to watch it with a webcam on you. That would have been fucking great through your face. Well, because it's like... Right, first off, you're like, sex. I'm like, oh, I I could see why maybe he suggested this movie for the podcast, right? Because that's how I remembered it. I had such a dim memory of it. 
that was the best moment, the highlight for you, though. <laughs> and so, but from that and, highlight. And Harris, Ed Harris, mind you, who went on to become a big star. Yeah. Ed Harris is like the, the lead in this movie. Billy, the king, he, yeah. He opens it butt naked. <laughs> With some self flagellation as well. Yeah, <laughs> beating himself in the river with a stick, yes. which is his purific- part of his purification process. That's right. <laughs> the full battle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Then- which I got to admit, I took to doing that in every fight in high school. And dude, as soon as you start stripping down and beating yourself with a stick on the schoolyard before the bully gets to you, they tend to all fucking wander off. So it really is a good fucking effective. Uh, I gotta recommend it. It is effective. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say any of you kids listening out there, but no kids better be listening to this show. <laughs> oh, anyway, that's gonna go down a path I'm not going down. Um, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah then you forty s- minutes. <laughs> and then yeah, then all of a sudden I'm like, oh. So now we're at some fucked up Renaissance festival. Okay, well, what the fuck's going on here? Then you're like, oh, okay, they're gonna battle on motors. Motorcycles are pretty cool. We're gonna we're gonna see a little bit of this, all right. But then you're like, fuck, is all this movie is is a fucking motorcycle battle? <laughs> like it just goes on and on and on. And then, you know, like every fucking time, the main <laughs> character, the the king Billy, gets fucking injured in one way or another. You know, it's. <laughs> Dude, get a clue. <laughs> a totally nondescript, I mind you. I totally forgot. I remembered that he was all fucked up in it because I remembered the ending, which we'll get to, mind you. Because it's not, I no offense, but 1981. If you haven't seen it yet, tough shit. <laughs> we're going to spoil it the now. shit out of that. Is that what you're fuck yeah, we're spoiling this fucker. Because I'm telling you how it ends. Because for a 12 year old, it was like, what the fuck? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, they keep going on, and then the the there's the part with the corrupt cop who comes in, and you're like, oh okay, it's gonna be about that was, that was a movie like every about a, '80s movie though, like. Yeah, but you're like, it, it's it totally the guy was like fucking Buford T. Justice parody. Yes. Uh, no shit. Uh, Second rate Jack Benny, or, uh, <laughs> Jackie Gleason. Yeah, way too. In fact, he looked a lot like that guy. He was a comedian. I can't remember his name, but he <laughs> talked with a lip. And he had a big mustache and hair. He was a comedian. And he was in this movie called Treasure Hunt uh, as an ostrich handler. And I can't remember his real name, but the guy looked like Gene Shalit. And that's who that fucking sheriff kind of looked like. Just a bigger, fatter fucking Gene Shalit. Yeah, so these... <laughs> Small town cops are gonna shut him down, but do we pay him off? Fuck no, we don't pay him yeah, off. Yeah, fuck that shit because You're that's wrong, Camelot. man. That's wrong. <laughs> that's why. That's all fucking Billy said. It's wrong, man. It's yeah. wrong. But then, then you know, then you've got <laughs> Morgan. And then they go back to twenty more minutes of fighting. Yes. <laughs> but then you've got <laughs> Tom Savini as well in this in this play. <clears throat> exactly. Horror movie bustled out because this guy, dude, he's actually, I think he's won Oscars, hasn't he, for makeup? Oh, uh, yeah. For horror movie makeup. Yeah, we have a Crypticon and... here in Min- Minneapolis, and he always comes and talks about his makeup artistry and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, and he's even, I think he sells DVDs, too, and shit. And, uh, but, yeah, and this is, like, his biggest movie role he's ever done because he's the second lead in this movie. 
Yeah. Uh, he's, and, the, he's the kind of bad guy. Well, not even bad, but, you know, he's the It's not that he's bad. Right. It's not that he's bad. It's just he's the next knight who wants to be the new king, man. That's all. That's he, all it's about. And he doesn't hold the same standards. You know? Right. Yeah. We're fucking he, Camelot here. We don't slum it. We don't fucking pay off crooked cops. We don't, you know... It's okay to fuck your buddy's girlfriend, but we don't we don't fucking pay crooked cops. <laughs> hey man, we're guys who ride motorcycles in tights, and it's the eighties, man. It's but wrong. Fuck evil can evil as well. <laughs> fuck yeah. Him. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a kid who comes and wants the dude's autograph. That's the king, and he's a total dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> Won't sign this little kid's fucking book. He's like, no, this isn't me, man. I'm not evil Knievel. You don't understand the, the deep metaphysics about my fucking traveling lifestyle. Fucking 11-year-old, 10-year-old. What are you? You know nothing, little man. I mean, you don't fucking get it. You almost see him. What, I wish he would fucking just totally... I'd love to do that scene and fucking just fucking go off on the kid, poke <laughs> him in the chest, and just fucking talk, pour, rip him apart. You don't get it, man. You fucking... You and your, you're wearing your glasses and living your modern lifestyle. I'm nearsighted and I can't see you, man. That's how I fucking committed. Exactly. <laughs> Poor fucking kid. Just wanted an autograph. <laughs> harsh but you know there are standards in Camelot and he's chasing a dragon or whatever yeah. he's fighting <laughs> yeah he's chasing the dragon they got a Morgan uh, uh, instead of uh, Morgan instead of the uh, Merlin there's a, their Merlin is a black man and anyone from the 80s who's a fan of Scooby-Doo or The Shining will know it's Scatman Carruthers with butterfly <laughs> tattoos all over him. Scooby-Doo-Doo-Doo, man. Just like I... on Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I mean, he must have been taking so much acid and pot when he made this because he's just like every fucking line he's got, he just goes off, all right, man. But it's always like the blackbird gonna fly, gonna fly and take down the big old, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, Billy's having dreams about a blackbird and there's a whole symbology. <laughs> and then they have a scene around a campfire and this girl totally outs this gay guy for no fucking reason. No. <laughs> that fit nowhere in the film and nowhere later in the film either. Suddenly it's a gay rights film. <laughs> the thing was is because that fucking cunt asked that the whole movie I'm going, you know, every time they do the slow pan to him standing next to another guy, I was waiting for him to, like, put his arm around him or... And then they fucking totally do... They totally go with that instinct and do that. They have another guy who comes up in the middle of a big, intense scene and goes, if we get out of this, will you be my lover? On Mike, And the guy goes, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Just totally fucking flaming it up. Stereotypical. But that's what's funny. I mean, it's, it's intended... I can see by where George Romero is intending to say, hey, he's gay, no big deal, man. We're all with it's it cool. together. 
Yeah, man, that's just another lifestyle. Just like this riding motorcycle festival. And Renaissance fest peoples. <laughs> yeah, some guys like to plow <laughs> different fields. That's all it is, man. And, you know, I mean, so what? <laughs> and that's cool, but then it's also just so weird and out of place. Yes. It's you, just so forced. You know, and the thing was, is I kind of finished, you know, when I finished the film, I'm still going, I don't really know what this is about. Like, <laughs> I really don't. I don't have a fucking clue. I mean, other than, you know, obviously, um, you know, the guy has some some morals and he's got this, you know, kind of <laughs> twisted dream about it, really, and... You know, but the thing is, is it's like a cult because he convinces everyone else to go along with these ideals and live their lives according to his creed. So, I mean, really, there should have been maybe like some blue Kool-Aid or, you know, something, something. Thankfully, this wasn't made in the 90s or it would have surely ended with the ATF and a big armored vehicle plowing into a fucking compound and setting them all on fire. All their motorcycles would have exploded and... And Janet Reno standing outside going, well, they really pushed it, and we we tried to do what we could. <laughs> Instead of crooked cops, we'd have crooked politicians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting you going down that road again. Um, mm. <laughs> but, um... but, yeah, and then there's a point where he gets arrested. Uh, the, the cops come back after the 40-minute motorcycle festival. In the middle of the night, and after the she ate, outs the gay guy. Everyone's in bed. They're all having they sex. Back, or... Well, they're all sleeping sexually in the nude because in the Renaissance, no one wore clothes to bed. Obviously, I still don't. But that's a side note. <laughs> you don't. Have, you don't have children. <laughs> <laughs> Valid point. <laughs> Plus, I can think of nothing more frightening for my 15-year-old son than naked daddy coming in in the middle of the night. Feeling okay, son? You okay? <laughs> you had a fever earlier and just want to feel your forehead. No, don't mind my penis. Right. I know it's right at your face level, but... Just turn the other way. Dad just sleeps all natural. <laughs> You'll understand later. Dad's got a dream and I've got to follow. <laughs> oh, sure, I know my penis looks odd now, but that's because Dad's getting older and I have hypogynoidism. That's why I take medication and I wear my patches. You've got this to look forward to. You're welcome. <laughs> Low T and me. <laughs> and now we've totally derailed ourselves. I have no idea where we were, but um <laughs> So the guy gets arrested for a bogus pot charge. Yes. And they go to jail and the cops beat the shit out of the dude. And then you find out that the motorcycle troop not only are they so hip, they have a traveling motorcycle lawyer who precedes the show from town to town, attaining permits and various government pertinent things and fairgrounds where they can hoe and ordering the dirt. Because yes. there's a whole scene where they show them setting up the dirt, you know, because you have to lay out fresh dirt for the motorcycles to joust upon. You know, that was bugging me the whole film until I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> you really worry? They just fall on regular ground. Oh, there's dirt. There's fresh dirt. Oh. There's aerated dirt and sand. I get it now. The environment is safe. We're okay. They're, they're not because degrading you know what? the soil. Yeah, right. and, they, and it'll wash away. When it rains, it'll all just wash away. And it'll all help, you know. And plus, 
little phosphorus in there, so it helps fertilize the area. Oh, the things they didn't tell you in the movie, yeah. Environmental. Oh, it's a it's a Renaissance fair, but just because we're living the Renaissance doesn't mean you have to deal with the effects of the Renaissance. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then, yeah, the whole troop gets brought in. Then they, oh, let's see, they have the corrupt cop, and then after they come back. Uh, they get the sheriff, who was away on a fishing trip, and yep. he's pissed off at his deputies for trying to blackmail this troop. By God, he only gets away once a year. <laughs> That's the sheriff's big line. Right? <laughs> and he does it. He does the whole thing. Anyway. <laughs> I'm ashamed. You should have known better. <laughs> yeah, no no offense. No, no talking about how they're going to compensate this guy for the abuse of his civil rights and the beating they fucking put on him in, in the jail because they beat the shit up. No talk about that. Just You guys go along now. Take it easy. No, take it easy. Go along, boys. Be but happy. See, with, without that beating, there wouldn't have been that like uplifting message and conversation between the two of them afterwards. <laughs> well, yeah, because Steve the lawyer comes by and gets them out. And then they're all riding to catch up with the troop. Oh, and that's the other thing. He's mad because the troop went on to the next show. And they yeah. were supposed to wait for Billy. <laughs> You've got to wait for your king. Hello. He's furious. Oh, yeah. And they're having a council without him. And, and the fucking friar who's fucking the publicist or photographer. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Then there's another storyline that comes in. Where half of the troop's going to go Hollywood with the big night show. Yeah. And they they have a New York slimy publicist guy and a really fucking slutty fucking female promoter for some reason. Apparently, every female that worked in Hollywood in the eighties was a fucking whore. Because <laughs> <laughs> this woman just immediately starts fucking old Morgan. Oh yeah. Totally. Well, well her man is away because she can't afford this fucking house. Hello. Oh yeah, yeah, and then you know, yeah, three scenes later while they're fucking him in the. He's staying at her house. I'm using air quotes. Yes. And uh, she tells him, yeah, she, that her boyfriend's going to be back soon. Well, I couldn't afford this on my own. So apparently she's a cheating bitch, too. Right. A poor, broke-ass fucking... Promoter. Bitch of a promoter. <laughs> yeah, it's just sponging off some poor guy who's apparently got to travel to pay for her lavish fucking lifestyle. While she's back at his house... Swimming in the pool and getting chlamydia. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. If we haven't sold you on this film this far, I don't know what we're going to pull out of there to make you... Do you have to... And I, I, it make, that makes me wonder. Do you have to use, like, extra chlorine in a pool after a person swam in it with chlamydia? <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if there's like you know how there's like a special special chlorine that changes the pool water color if people pee in it. I wonder if there's a special chlamydia color. <laughs> I bet there's not, cause if there would, there'd be people putting that shit in their hot tubs all the fucking time. Like you know you bring a hot tub. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like nothing like the public hot tub at a fucking uh, holiday in. Nothing right? like a, nothing like thinking. I don't know. You know you never really want to think too long. 
about the fucking human frappe that's in that motherfucker. No. I mean, you've been on the road and you're fucking back sore. Just sit in there, get the jet, and then jump in the pool. That's why it's over-chlorinated to kill everything that got on you in the fucking whirlpool. <laughs> right. You know, it could be, you know, you'd be like, oh, you're bringing these bitches home. You know, y'all get in the hot tub. All of a sudden, the fucking water turns, like, red or something. You're like, bitch, get out. Get out. <laughs> like... Now I gotta clean this thing again. This fucking fifth time this week. <laughs> no, you're talking about a guy. There's no clean. Let's just add more chlorine. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So back to the traveling fair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and fairies and all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah. So. So he's already, he's all pissed off, you know. <laughs> it goes back to him. Half the troop goes off to go Hollywood and they get new costumes and new custom bikes and the big money, man. And then uh, Morgan and then uh, some of the folks, other folks from the troop split off because we don't know what's going on now, Billy. We don't get it, man. You, you're confusing us with your... It's not, that's not the way it is, talk. You're not, you're not explaining it enough to us hippies, Billy. So a couple guys, two, apparently are so crucial, they ride away. And they go visit friends with children uh, in a very domestic-looking southern Colorado-type setting. Yep. And it looks like they're fucking literally making cores just downstream. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't quite get get that part where that again where where all these pieces fit in really that's that's kind of the whole movie um but of course you know without the the strict rules of their cult to lead them things start to go astray in hollywood they wonder they wonder man because we don't know how to think anymore without billy (laughs) (laughs) things are gonna go real bad so you know and that's really the whole problem with an oligarchic uh, aristocratic system. The group, the peasant, the common man will no longer let Hello have to think for himself. He will become dependent on things like religion and learned things, but he won't unfortunately understand religion because it's mostly written in Latin, which he is ignorant of. And he will uh, do nothing but work with filth and uh, emo music, much like Davian Dent. <laughs> is this what you want your children to become? No. <laughs> so don't let them follow. You know, just as equally as you could say, baby, mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Someone needs to really write a dirge, a trope song about mama, don't let your babies go off to run travel with the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> exactly. Perhaps with a lute accompaniment. <laughs> Correct. Oh, and another thing I love, there's a cameo by Stephen King in this movie. And that's because him and George Romero are good friends. Did you spot Stephen King? I did not. You now didn't? Now, okay, now the I'm going to have to rewatch it. The guy who's sitting there talking about, it's all fake. There's a guy every at the tournament, the first tournament. Yes. It's all fake. They're, they're just like the TV wrestlers. They all got the rod drags in their mouth. Yes. And it's all fake. Right? And the woman sitting there talking shit to him. He's going, oh, I can never wear tights like that. I'd never get away with that. And yes. his wife looks at him and goes, oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> That's Stephen King's now real wife. Now that you say it, yeah. That's Stephen King's real wife. That's Tabitha King and Stephen King. <laughs> nice. 
They're friends with George Romero. Man, if I ever make a film, I'm going to have to have cameos from all my podcasting circle. <laughs> like... Yeah, have us all. That's the perfect job for us. Have us all be the fucking Greek chorus standing off the side talking shit about something. Right? That's what, just have us all in one shot and say, fuck it, this is what you get. <laughs> get you guys some beer, some alcohol, There's... some weed, and then be like, all right, in 30 minutes, I'm just going to fucking tape you guys for an hour. Hey, <laughs> don't destroy craft services, you sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are union fajitas. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If you, if you are not after or sad carded, you stay over on this craft services table. <laughs> the Doritos and the Munch Mix and the Chex Mix without the peanuts because we heard someone may have allergies. <laughs> but I'm not going to single you out. <laughs> For inconveniencing everyone who may have liked some peanuts in their Czech mix, which was a classic taste, and I really enjoyed. Even though the peanuts always, just like with the Cracker Jacks, fall to the bottom of the bag. Yep. <laughs> Law of gravity. <laughs> Something. Oh. But yeah, so the whole, the whole troop has basically fallen apart at this point in the film. But they all seem to see the error in their ways, and they've got to get back. And they come together, and once again, in the classic three-act structure, George Romero is working on his craft. <laughs> in the third act, they all come back together. Morgan breaks his contract. Yes. <laughs> and apparently commits a major felony, because they take all the fucking motorcycles, all the new fucking armor uniform that these promoters have paid for, and they just fucking haul ass into the wilderness with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I were those promoters, I'd have the fucking FBI. I mean, there's surely well more than $500 worth of goods there, which is a felony. And they probably <laughs> cross state lines and shit as well. Makes it federal right there, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, but, fuck Hollywood at this point. Fuck them. They all get back together, and Billy's got a mysterious injury. He's got a shoulder that bleeds from a wound that doesn't exist. Because there's no cut. They show him shirtless several times. He's got his shoulder bandaged at one point. This is not bandaged. There's no cut. There's no scar there. Even if Morgan is a fucking magic magician, the magician's also a licensed doctor. That's right. Because I forgot to mention that. Scatman, skibbity doo, is your fucking doctor. <laughs> That's great. That's who you want delivering your kids. <laughs> That's who you want seeing first thing. <laughs> right? What the fuck is that coming out of your vagina? Oh my god! I well, skipped obstetrics. <laughs> the moon is in Gemini and the sun is in Saturn. We gonna be good tonight. <laughs> look at look at this butterfly on my hand. That'll calm you down. <laughs> yes. You do not need anesthesia. I love how every time one of us talk about it, you guys cannot see this at home, but we put up our palms like we're showing the butterflies as he's talking. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he does that every time you see him. He's got butterflies on his forehead. And then they're there, then they're not there. They're like moving butterflies. <laughs> I don't. 
But they're supposed to be tattoos. Apparently, some days the makeup people, the continuity guy, must have been taking some serious breaks in the Pennsylvania backwoods. <laughs> so, so yes, like you said, they're all coming back and they're going to support him because we're all in on this land of Camelot. Oh yeah, so they come back together and then another forty-minute motorcycle fight. I thought that one, you know, honestly, that one seemed to be even longer than 40 minutes. I don't know if it's because we're already, like, almost two hours into this movie yeah. at this point. <laughs> it's such a complicated plot. Our discussion about the two-hour, 24-minute movie is going to be running three hours and 46 minutes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you better so grab some fucking popcorn. Strap on, folks. <laughs> they have the big battle. And then Billy loses, you know, they lose for Billy. So Billy gives up the crown, and he's really rock, starting to rock away. And then for some reason, his queen, apparently now that Billy's no longer in power, goes and goes with the fucking uh, Lancelot dude who just dumped the teenage girl. Oh, they were queuing that up from the beginning, though, really. Well, yeah, they're giving each other glances through the whole movie, but nothing's going on. They never right. talked about anything. They never <laughs> even... Yeah, but... But as, as a woman, I was like, oh, she's fucking jealous of this fucking 18-year-old bitch. I'll tell you that. Like, <laughs> Oh, where did you find her? Do you know her name? <laughs> oh, I know. But she's, but she's fucking King Billy the whole time anyway. Yeah. I love how, oh, how convenient. <laughs> how convenient for her. He's supposed to be chased. And just sit there with his cock hard in his hand and wait. Right. <laughs> but she's she's off in the woods having sex with flatulating boy. Yes. <laughs> Go beat yourself with a stick and make it harder. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, then then she's like, fine, we you know, we can finally be together. I'm just gonna leave him. So he's all alone. Pretty much. No longer can, yeah. So him and the Blackbird, who's now become apparently his personal manservant, his his Alfred, if you will, <laughs> Alfred to his Bruce Wayne. <laughs> if Bruce go. Wayne, if Bruce Wayne weren't Batman, but instead were a, a knight, Renaissance knight, living in the early '80s, riding up and down Pennsylvania highways. <laughs> Maybe that could riding, be a, uh, that could be a, next, wrongs, a movie. That could be our movie idea. Batman on motorcycles. Writing wrongs from the first two acts. Because yeah. what Billy does in the, for the last 15 minutes of the movie is goes on a rampage through the earlier film. He goes back and finds that deputy, kicks his ass in the Dairy Queen, apparently, and then ends up making a Sunday on top of his fucking head while everyone in the town claps that's in the Dairy Queen. That's and my funny. wife, by the way, would have been appalled with this Dairy Queen because I noticed that soft serve machine only made vanilla. Yes. My wife would not have that. They're supposed to make chocolate. <laughs> she's, she's like, <laughs> My wife and I, when, to we say lived, about this? <laughs> when we lived in Oklahoma, we, we drove... 50 fucking miles across Oklahoma to this shithole little town that was the only place that had a Dairy Queen. And God profane, they did not make chocolate. She was so pissed. <laughs> she had to get chocolate dipped. <laughs> no, that's not okay. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's not lying. <laughs> yeah, she would not. She would not have been happy with that. <laughs> so then, after the Dairy Queen, he goes shows up at this kid's one room schoolhouse. Apparently, this the little boy who came up for and asked for his autograph earlier in the film lives in 1932 uh, because he goes to a one room schoolhouse. I on know. The fucking- on, on the fucking plains of Pennsylvania, apparently. And, you know, I've been through Pennsylvania. A lot more trees. I just don't understand how this schoolhouse was situated in such a barren location, <laughs> even for Pennsylvania. Right. But, <laughs> but anyway, no security. Walks in, hands the kid a six-foot-long broadsword right in front of the teacher and everyone in class and strolls on out whilst, whilst bleeding. Profusely yes. all over the fucking schoolhouse floor, nonetheless. <laughs> obviously, I, no weapons never... policy at that school. But... Right. This is obviously pre-Columbine. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because now, there's no way, no way you'd get that scimitar through the fucking uh, gate, the, through the metal detector, yeah. unnoticed. You, go, just, you, you to... just go strolling into a school with that, yeah. you're in trouble, yeah. It's just, it's ceremonial. It's, it's, come on. But <laughs> gives, the, gives the kid, but still, mind you, never gave the fucking kid an autograph. What a dick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, he could have, did he sign the sword? No. <laughs> Maybe in his just blood. Just gives him the sword and walks out. Now, what good is that? He's got no got no certificate of authenticity. This kid's got a worthless sword, basically, which he's going to have to try and prove his entire life is authentic. It's just not... <laughs> I mean, it's worthless. He's going to take, take it that, out on, on pawn stars, that, and they're not going to believe it. There's not a comic book trader in America that would touch that sword. <laughs> <laughs> but so and yeah. then... After he beats up this deputy, which is, by the way, I believe, against several local laws, even though it was totally justified. Uh, and he gives the kid, breaks more laws, handing out weaponry to small children. Uh, <laughs> I believe that's the, contributing to the delinquency, at the very least. <laughs> right. uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, when I was a kid in Nebraska, we weren't allowed to have wrist rockets. This kid's got a fucking sword. Right. Uh, then where does he go? They're going a long ride. Yeah, then they just go on the la- long ride. The Kawasaki montage. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they were looking for some kind of product placements. <laughs> because I did notice they were Kawasaki. And they ride around all over. Uh, traffic shots, various cities, various country roads, two-lane highways. All blacktop, mind you, because I, let's be honest, they probably weren't that good on the dirt. It can be slippery, take a corner on dirt wrong. Anyone that rides a bike, you're just out flat. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, we're sticking to the paved roads, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, about 15, 10, 15, 45 minutes into the motorcycle montage, <laughs> it feels like, you know, he's... Billy rides headlong uh, with no explanation right into a fucking 18-wheeler. That's right. <laughs> And that's how the movie ends with his helmet just rolling down the fucking highway. Which always makes me think, 
a fucking that scene in Raising Arizona. One day there was this spherical object arrested on the highway. Turned out it was Bob Parker's head. <laughs> anyway. So his head just goes rolling down the highway in the helmet, apparently. Yeah. Uh, they never show it like a la Luke Skywalker seeing his face in Darth Vader's helmet because right. apparently they didn't have that kind of budget for a mannequin head. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> let's face it, when you're scrimping on the Blackbirds, you're not going to be able to afford. I mean, the wig maker is going to get pissed. If you take one of his mannequin heads and dress it up and put it in a helmet and throw it well, down. Well, maybe that's when Tom Savini realized, you know, effects were important. <laughs> it's the end of this film. <laughs> Man, we should have a head in that fucking helmet. Damn! <laughs> but yeah, and that's where the movie ends. It just ends with him getting splattered in the front of a truck on the highway. And they're all standing around while this dude plays a song that he told Billy he'd play it for him eventually when he finished it, man. Well, he finished it and played it at his funeral. That's, That's right. the symbology, if you didn't catch that. That was the song, man. So Billy finally heard it. Yep. If you believe in dead things can hear. <laughs> so, yeah, that was... Uh... <laughs> That was Night Riders. <laughs> and it ends with a funeral in a rainstorm, as every funeral should be. That's right. It was a dark, dark day. Well, and it was starting to rain just before he offed himself with the truck as well. Yeah. All the symbolic. Obviously, yeah. Oh, and then the film ends the final shot of Scatman Crothers holding up his fucking tattooed hand with the butterfly on it. And now, like you said, I think... He didn't have the one on his head anymore. So they must have run out of appliques towards the end of filming. <laughs> or else they just couldn't find any more at the local dollar store. What do you mean you're out? You're ruining my film! God damn it! Oh. So yeah. <laughs> Speaking of like mythology and <laughs> legends though, um, maybe we should take a little break and then we'll come back and talk about our sexual myths and urban legends. Oh my god, we're only halfway done to your show. I know, that's what... The good part is the second half goes quicker. Oh, this is turning out to be like a real uh, Gordon Sumner kind of tantric sex kind of show, man. This is just going on forever and ever and ever. <laughs> Not only do you get the DP of podcasting, it's <laughs> the episode of tantric sex. We're back with sex myths and urban legends. You ready for that? <laughs> as long as as long as none of the sex myths ends with riding headlong into a Kenworth, I'm good. <laughs> that could be your Camelot <laughs> sexual urban myth. If you're climaxing on top of a motorcycle at the exact same time that you fucking go head first into a fucking Kenworth truck. And practicing sexual asphyxia. Yes. Then. While riding a motorcycle. While riding a motorcycle and masturbating. Yes. In, Ren in Renaissance armor. Yes. <laughs> you are a multitasker. <laughs> 
you will <laughs> live forever in your moment of ecstasy. <laughs> so I was a bit worried when you told me about the, the topic for the other part of the show was sexual myths. Yeah. Because it concerned me that, you know, perhaps you'd been talking to some of my friends or relatives. Oh. <laughs> uh, like maybe I had a little inside. Yeah, then you explained they weren't sexual myths about me. Oh. And I I was much relieved. <laughs> well, no, see, now you got me curious, though, if we have some sexual myths or legends re regarding yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Snopes is still investigating some. Okay, okay, fair so, enough. I'm going to leave it to be flushed out by the truth seekers. <laughs> Snopes. And once they, and once they uh, begin a short series with that guy from the ancient alien show whose hair gets jacked up higher and higher every year <laughs> and whose tan turns more and more fucking orange every year. <laughs> you know that guy? Yeah. Who, who claims to be a doctor, but I think that degree came off the internet. Let's face <laughs> it. I, thought... I, see, I see a graduate of Phoenix University. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing. <laughs> One of their proudest the moments. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think his degree was in? <laughs> Alien anthropology. We don't carry that major. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Here. Sexual Myths will not be a short series of 13 episodes on A&E about me. Oh. But I what thought else maybe you got? <laughs> well, I was going to say, once you said that, I was thinking maybe like a Jesse Ventura, like a conspiracy theory type thing, you know? like <laughs> I've dabbled in Jesse Ventura impersonations. <laughs> He used to be our governor. <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> I believe it was actually, oddly enough, it was an episode in my 20s, 23, I think. I'd had an old Jesse versus Jesse throwdown where Jesse Ventura argued with Jesse Ventura about various conspiracy theories. <laughs> it was quite the episode. Okay, but sex myths not involving Jesse Ventura yeah. or me. What do you got? What What do I got? <laughs> Well, I was thinking mine is just, you know, um, stuff that you you hear about, like, you know, if a guy eats a lot of pineapple and, you know, the cum will taste better and stuff like okay, that. See, now I don't know. See <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps you could tell me. Well, I was I was going to say, I, I don't know about the pineapple thing because I've never, um, at least knowingly, had some okay. guy like... You've never, had, you've never been able to for, enforce dietary restrictions. <laughs> That's in other right. words, That's so right. you could, you've never been able to scientifically create a test group That's right. of gentlemen who you fed nothing but pineapple for a week and another group who you fed nothing but asparagus. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll be uh, taking and, and participants can uh, email and, their submissions to... Uh... <laughs> No. And then and then put them side by side in groups and done a blind taste test. <laughs> That's right, because we have to be it, scientific about it if we're gonna. We're you know, taking the Pepsi challenge to a whole new level. This could be like wait, myth. Wait myth till busters we do, wait till we do this in the malls. <laughs> they thought the Pepsi challenge was daring in the mall. <laughs> wait for this. <laughs> 
nine out of ten soccer moms <laughs> choose pineapple over asparagus. <laughs> this one tastes a little funky. <laughs> Maybe I just didn't get enough. <laughs> Can I have another sample? I didn't get a full dose. Just a little, just a little one. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I have here on number 25 on one of the things I looked up, and this is this is by a highly anticipated source, Cracked.com. There is no scientific evidence that the taste of semen is affected by foods and beverages. <laughs> well, what I was well, what I was well, going to say is I once dated a diabetic, and his cum was always really sweet. But that could that could be not food related, but more just the way his body processed processed sugar yeah yeah while research shows that sodium content of semen does vary among males suggesting that some may taste better than others so if you like it salty (laughs) (laughs) if you're the kind of lady who's always adding salt to your eggs (laughs) may i suggest more cum Urologists generally say men can't modify the taste of semen. If you think really hard, you fucking can! I make mine taste like fucking Hawaiian punch! <laughs> you know you sound like, like maybe, maybe Macho that, Man Savage. Like, maybe maybe that, red color, <laughs> that red color may mean I've got a hernia and I'm bleeding internally. <laughs> but it tastes great! <laughs> Okay, so I think we've debunked the pineapple. Yeah, well, then see, this next one is going to be, it's it's in a similar vein. It must be about food, you know. Um, but that, you know, I forget which porn star it was, supposedly said, like, yeah, if you eat a lot of celery, you'll produce more semen. That's another one I've heard. If you have a draft, you'll produce more semen, too, because people gravitate towards the Navy. <laughs> I'm like, as I'm losing it over here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I've got a sexual myth for you. All right. Uh, You tell me what you think, if it's true or not. It's impossible for a woman to conceive a child while she is already pregnant. Oh. I'm pretty sure that can't happen. It can happen. Really? Yep. It's called superfetation. What the fuck? (laughs) It's called superfetation, F-E-T-A-T-I-O-N. And although it's rare, it's been documented a few times in humans. So it's just apparently your body will still drop eggs sometimes by accident. And if you're doing the nasty, you think, hey, baby, we got nine months. We can rock it out. We're going to be tapping that baby's forehead at nine and a half months. Uh, But uh, no, (laughs) apparently you can uh, sometimes you'll drop another egg and... Guess what? You got a younger sibling in there with him. <laughs> Damn it. Can't happen. Not a myth. Superfetation. Oh, see. This... You've learned something on on screams and moans. Thank That's you. That's right. Like I said, I mean, we have to have like screams and moans mythbusters. Like we should test these things out. <laughs> not, <laughs> like, not that I'm going to go get knocked up this Sunday. Okay. Who wants to fuck me now? I want to see if this is going to happen. <laughs> Myth busted. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, this is not a Mythbusters that you're gonna see on a on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, I want all of you to eat a lot of pineapple. <laughs> if if it would have been, 
when that redheaded chick was pregnant would have been the time to test that one out. <laughs> she was a good-looking woman. I got it. So true. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm partial to redheads. One of my first, first true loves was a redhead, long blonde, long strawberry blonde hair. She was a cutie. <sighs> Redheads and inbreeding. They go great together. <laughs> they go together. <laughs> that says a lot about somebody who may or may not poke you a lot. Um, <laughs> okay. So what's, what's your next sex myth? <laughs> well, what I was going to say is um, we actually did get a couple submissions in on Facebook from. What are they? What are they? Listeners. Come on, All right. Well, first we have oh, Mr. Tommy Royal. He said, masturbation makes you blind. This was a threat made by Catholic priests in the early 17th century to discourage what was seen as an unholy pastime and a waste of an erection. The origin of the now commonly used threat, <laughs> with the quotes, stems Explain, from... Hold on, I'm just going to interrupt real quickly, Mr. Tommy Royal, and just say, explain macular degeneration then, sir. <laughs> well. <laughs> Just because there's not instant blindness doesn't mean that macular degeneration isn't part of the plan. <laughs> God's little revenge. The he's God a, I don't believe in, mind you. That is, he's, a slow, is, he's a slow vision taker. <laughs> He'll let you go for so long. If you believe in God, you know he's a sadistic son of a bitch. I mean, all you got to do is read his word. He may, there's there's chapters about women hiding stuff in their private parts while they're on their period. What kind of sick fuck thinks of that? <laughs> oh, well, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Royal is a comedian as well here, I see, from the rest of his answer. Um <laughs> So, um, not that he ever used to have a podcast or anything, um, but the origin of the now commonly used threat stems from the 13th century, where during the Mongolian-China conflicts, China had a notorious torturer whose specialty was to remove prisoners' eyes with steel chopsticks. His name was Wang Kin. <laughs> Sorry. That was his punchline? So that this was is like most of... Just like many Tommy jokes, the punchline is well hidden. Yes. <laughs> Tommy Royal practices a special type of humor that I like to call ninja comedy. Ninja comedy. The jokes will surround your house disguised through the hedge and you'll never even see them coming. Unfortunately, you'll also never even know they were there. <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> Well, thanks, Tommy, for that education urban myth. <laughs> um, and then we have one more who is from Wayne Crunchy Baglin. Um, he actually has a couple. <clears throat> he said one is that you can't get pregnant from having sex in a hot tub. <laughs> uh, I would say you, you can't enjoy getting pregnant from sex in a hot tub. And that you might get more than pregnant from our conversation earlier on Yeah, exactly. For thanks to the human frap, you might have fucking a uh, mutant child that's a various com DNA combination, something from Jurassic Park, basically. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know how to fill in the gaps, so we used frog DNA. Your son looks like Kermit. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> But yeah, sex in chlorinated water, 
high on the very uncomfortable. Doesn't work with the woman's uh, internal fluidity. And uh, yeah, that lubrication makes, problem. Never, uh, you know, I one time uh, ground, uh, you know, sex, uh, uh, dry humped this girl's leg so long that I had a scab on the bottom of my dick. Uh, so yeah, that's a lot like uh, doing that in a. I, that's how I think of it as far as having sex in a hot tub or a pool. It's really binding. It hurts. It's like it's like dry leather sticking together. It's like tectonic plates, basically, <laughs> rubbing together, you know? It's like right before an earthquake, and then you have that snap. And, oh, that fucking hurts, that snap, especially yeah. when it's your foreskin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it almost <laughs> reminds me of this poor guy this one morning I was I wasn't really, like, primed and ready to go, but I was really horny for some reason and um, just decided I was going to hop on. And (laughs) (laughs) So I I prefaced it with, like, don't worry, this will only hurt a little bit as I, like, hop right on. Like, no no lubrication at all. And you can can hear the sound of rubber latex binding. (laughs) That sound... That dry sound of a finger scraping a balloon or a chalkboard. <laughs> Did he scream? Yeah, I bet he cried like a bitch. I would. <laughs> he, was, he was only half awake himself, so he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, um, I'm just hopping on. Just It'll, it'll well, feel good it, in a minute. It'll feel good. Just, just roll with it. Oh. <laughs> So, yeah, it, it did work out in the end, but, yeah, <laughs> poor guy. Not, <laughs> He's not probably a... scarred for life now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, the other thing that um, Wayne... See, now this, okay, here's a sexual miss. Go ahead with Wayne's, go ahead with Wayne's. Oh, okay, so no, the, the other thing that he said is, I always wondered if you can make a man come just by milking the prostate. And he said, remember that film where Sean William Scott got milked? And I'm going to go with you totally can do that. I have no idea. I've never uh, experienced it. A massage. Okay. Oh, to prostate. And and, um, my doctor isn't very giving giving lover. So, uh, you know, the times that he's checked it out, which has only been once. I'm a young man. Still early 40s. I don't have to have it done that often. Uh, which, you know, maybe maybe with practice. I mean, I'm willing to practice and try, but, uh, you know, I've got to know the doctor and maybe, you know. Right. You guys could play doctor. <laughs> uh, well, my wife's a nurse. She's a home health care nurse. So... And, I, th- and uh, I think she's kind of tired of playing doctor okay. by the time she gets home. That might not be a role play that's going to come yeah. into play. <laughs> the doctor stuff isn't sexy. So, okay. What was your last, your sex myth? Well, know. no. you Then you were saying, so... Well, okay, I got one here that I saw. And see, this one is... I don't see... There's no way of knowing. It's a circumcision has zero effect on sexual satisfaction or sensitivity. I got to call bullshit on this one. I wouldn't know. How can I know? How Right. How could someone know? I was circumcised at birth. So how would I know? I've never had a chance to experience un- uncut. And never will. Because <laughs> once that dog's gone, it's gone. Once you shoot fucking old yeller in the head, he's shot. <laughs> he's down. <laughs> yeah. 
Unless he <laughs> well, I, I was gonna say I've had I've had both, but that really doesn't help from the male perspective. Of both. Exactly. How do you? Oh, so now you're gonna? Well, now, admittedly, most women do like to tell men how they feel, but <laughs> <laughs> but is that what? Well, here, here's a here's a myth or possible whatever but is women telling you how they feel kind of the same as a man telling you how good you are at giving a blowjob uh-huh. <laughs> because <laughs> oh, actually see on that one I gotta say no <laughs> <laughs> really okay <laughs> you can't even keep a straight face on that <laughs> well I guess with that, I mean, I can thank um, everyone who submitted their answers, as usual. And um, next show is actually going to be my one-year anniversary episode. So uh, I won't have a guest. It's uh, it's going to have a theme. I don't want to, you know, spoil that too much. I'll leave it to be a little bit of a surprise. Can we wear costumes? <laughs> you totally could. Cool! <laughs> it's a fancy dress podcast. It is. It is. <laughs> That's what you want to call it, the Fancy Dress Podcast, <laughs> your anniversary show. You'll have an annual Fancy Dress Podcast every every anniversary. There we go. There we go. Well, and I'm going to be recording a bunch of it in England, but um, I'm also... I'll dress, I'll dress like Adam Ant. <laughs> I'll dress like the Queen. <laughs> and shock everyone by not Harvey, dressing like Har- Harvey Levinson? <laughs> The Queen. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I gotta at least get this part out. Okay. <laughs> so... He looks particularly good when he dresses in drag but doesn't shave the beard. That's an impressive look. <laughs> That's class right there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, for, uh, for all of my listeners, though, for the next episode, then instead of a sex-related question, I want to hear what some of your favorite bits or guests um, or different things that you heard on the show uh, throughout the past year have been. So you can submit those, uh, either written or recorded. Recorded are lovely. Um, keeping, in mind, keeping in mind, of course, that this show and I as a guest in particular am the freshest in your memory. That's right. This is the advantage you have going into this. <laughs> and if you wanted to perhaps study up, learn up, I've got 57 some odd episodes queued up for you on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, at don'tquityourdaycast.com, or just Google Don't Quit Your Daycast, or just edwallach.com, because Don't Quit Your Daycast is a lot of letters strung together. I understand some people are special. <laughs> and uh, so uh, yeah, give the show a listen and I, I am still putting out new shows I do take breaks on occasion but the show always comes around it's like I was doing a show which was semi-inconsistent long before it was popular famous, to do so long before uh, Dana Gould started doing his show uh, spontaneous on occasion, long before famous rich people started semi uh, occasionally podcasting, I made it cool. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> You're the original hipster of podcasting. Um, 
but yeah. Also at, ed, also at wallach.com. Uh, like I said, or follow me on Twitter at Ed Wallach, or on Facebook at Ed Wallach, or uh, Don't Quit Your Day on Twitter, because the cast wouldn't fit. Damn it. <laughs> but yes, with all of those things in mind, get those answers to us at screamsandmoans at gmail.com. And as usual, you can find me on Twitter at screamsandmoans. And on Facebook, forward slash Screams and Moans. Uh, also on iTunes and Stitcher. And of course, we talked about the Amazon affiliate link as well. So uh, if you're in the U.S. and listening. <laughs> and click doing... the link. It's worth it. It does. It helps out people and do it. Yeah. I, I know it helps out Mark and helps out anyone's podcast. And believe me, this is a thankless task. If you're going to buy stuff at Amazon anyway, it does increase the cost you pay. And it just throw, they throw a few pennies me a duck, it's our way. <laughs> that is very true. But it definitely helps. Uh, my my screamsandmoans.com just renewed the other day, and uh, my yearly hosting is going to renew shortly as well. So, yeah, it's definitely not free to do this, but uh, it's free to listen, and we definitely appreciate any support that we get. So We're trying to entertain you in your cube. <laughs> That's right. Or your car. Or I used to listen in the bathtub quite often, actually. But Put the toaster down. <laughs> well, thanks again for coming on today. And no sweat. I appreciate it. It was good to talk to you, Megan. It was good to get to know you a little better and make you laugh, watch you turn pink a few times. Yeah. Nice to know I'm doing good and I can make other women other than my wife laugh because she's sexually bound to laugh. If she wants it good, she better fucking laugh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Exactly, and I, I, <laughs> and I, I laugh out of my own free will, so there you go. <laughs> Not under the threat of sexual congress. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh no, he's holding his dick over me. <laughs> okay. Talk to you later, dear. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye.